Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's a completely interactive program. It's Mark with you. And Stephanie. And it's a completely interactive website. You can go to freetalklive.com and uh, interact there with other listeners. You can uh, link to whether it's news stories or blog posts or videos or whatever it is that you think is important. You can link to it there. Describe it. Post it. People will vote it up, vote it down. You can do the same with theirs. And, you know, as a result, uh, the interesting stuff bubbles up to the top. It's freetalklive.com. So, Stephanie, out of the gate here, I think it's important that we all know this. How to spot a terrorist. Oh, really? I want to know that. Department of Homeland Security out of New Jersey. I guess uh, they've got their own little New Jersey homeland. I'm not sure. Um, (laughs) What I really want to know is whether we fit the description (laughs) or who else fits it. (laughs) I suspect uh, there's there's all these descriptions out there about, you know, how you can find a domestic terrorist and what they look like and what kind of bumper stickers they have and what kind of things they believe. And and usually it's like Liberty bumper stickers, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if people that people that believe in the Constitution, they're dangerous. The Constitution is a dangerous document. Um, wow. I mean, if you consider that the Second Amendment was written in order to uh, essentially kill any tyrannical leaders, I mean, that was the the idea. Yeah, to some well, extent. And, behind and not it. only that, but like the constitutionalists aren't even the most radical fringe of the <laughs> no. liberty movement either. You know, there are lots of people who believe in no government whatsoever. Indeed, but. This isn't really about those folks. This is uh, a reporting from RT.com here. So you go on a date and your boy or girlfriend notices that you yawn too much. The air conditioner goes off. You start to shiver and get goosebumps. Is this going to be like you might be a redneck? You might be a terrorist if you, <laughs> if you I, well, shiver too much. It, it, it's just that dumb. Oh, oh, wow. Terrorist, your date shouts and, and runs off. Oh, Why? my. <laughs> They've read DHS's new pamphlet. New Jersey Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness has released a new document entitled Terrorism Awareness and Prevention. The paper, now remember, this is the same organization that says if you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. I want you to keep in mind that they want you to, if you see something, say something. I guess these are the kind of things that you should say something about if you see. Goosebumps, huh? The paper is aimed at raising awareness on how New Jersey residents can help combat terrorism, including tips on how to spot signs of suspicious activities and behaviors. So what are these suspicious behaviors? Look for signs of nervousness in the people you come in contact with. These are in quotation marks. Wow. Quotations. Exaggerated yawning when in conversation. Repetitive touching of the face. Why yawning? That makes terrorists yawn. sense. Well, yawns are contagious, right? So if you're yawning and then the other person yawns because they saw you yawn. You're a yawn terrorist? I guess. Um, repetitive touching of the face. Now, whenever I grow facial hair, this is one of the reasons that I generally don't keep facial hair for any length of time. I have this kind of uh, ping-ponging thing with uh, growing a little beard or whatever, but <laughs> I never keep it for very long because I will stroke it like snidely whiplash once it gets too long, <laughs> and I'll play with the hair on my face, and I don't need another nervous tick. You know, I've got all the little pet peeves that I need. i got a little peeve zoo going on. <laughs> so, Aww. you know... I don't need facial hair. That's the reason I uh, I don't I, I generally keep a clean shaven face. Yeah. But repetitive touching of the face. When I have facial hair, I'm the evil twin, Mark Ed. So therefore, <laughs> you know, you've got to watch out for me. A Depart- lot. Of, it wasn't you. It was your evil twin. But right. a lot me. of people touch their faces. And is that? 
are they I wonder if they're bringing that up because of the old like psychological studies that showed if people touch their face more, it's an indication that they're, that they're lying. And I don't know how accurate that is or if it's accurate, but I've heard it and I just wonder if it's kind of folklore or I, I, I would call it folklore. Yeah, but I mean, people might be lying and about any number of things and they're not planning to do a terrorist act. You know what I mean? They could be lying about their age or their weight or like, especially if you're on a date, like this article starts off with the premise that you're on a date with somebody and, you know, they could be nervous for all kinds of reasons. Who doesn't withhold a certain amount of truth on a first date, right? Uh, I don't know know if that's a particularly great way to start off a relationship. I don't think it's I think a lot of people do that for for sure. Yeah, Yeah, indeed. I don't I wouldn't invite my date into the uh, bathroom stall to see me use the bathroom either. I mean, there's (laughs) there's things that you move into mystery there. Yeah, sure. With is uh, my opinion. So increased breathing rate. Yeah, yeah. huff a little. Unusual what if you're perspiration. Like walking up the stairs? I mean, this what is if, ridiculous. What if you're fat? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> increased bre- breathing rate and unusual perspiration. Hmm. Excessive fidgeting, trembling, and goosebumps. Wow. Though some of these um, are all completely natural body reactions, the document says otherwise. While pacing around and being jumpy is also listed as a poten- uh, potential indicator of malicious intent, standing still as a rigid post also fits the bill of a terrorist. So, what so you, you can't be too uptight, but you also can't be too hyperactive either. Yes, yeah. you might be a terrorist. So what should you do? Should you, uh, in order to avoid getting flagged as a terrorist, what should you do? Should you stand still <sighs> or should you gesture profusely? Not go out in public? I mean, I don't know what you could do to avoid because everything these on this things. list is suspect. I mean, this is just the whole idea of government making these overly broad criteria that kind of could apply to anybody. And it makes it so that anybody is suspect. I would hope that this is dismissed as more drivel from the government by people but i'm concerned. I'm not sure if it is but yeah because like remember what happened to that british couple where they tweeted that they're gonna go dig up marilyn monroe's grave and somebody actually snitched on them and like they were following that if you see something say something and they reported them to that airport and then they were denied entry into and, the u.s and, and that, that certainly happened yeah i just i don't know i mean will the department of homeland security in new jersey go after yawners <laughs> Yawners and goose bumpers. I, I, I just. I mean, are yeah. they are they so dumb as to follow their own recommendations? They can't be. Oh, can they? Well, they. I mean, look at what they do with the water bottles at the airports. I mean, they do enforce those ridiculous regulations so it seems like they there's do no enforce the uh, they do enforce those in sort of an even-handed way got a water bottle we throw those the way no water <laughs> bottles um unless of course that water bottle is for a baby and, and it's going to be used in their formula in which case you can bring the water bottle on i yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all um yeah you know i i i, I don't know why they do the water thing it was supposedly had something to do with creation of uh uh, I don't know, cyanide gas or something on you know that the the terrorists over in London were threatening to do. Of course, this chemical reaction, which cert- you would would require some liquids, has takes uh, six hours to do, and it requires like oh, Bunsen really? burners and things like that. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to get wow. the items to make this stuff on the plane. Yeah, out of plain water. And if you could, couldn't you just buy a bu- like they have water on the plane? You know, it's like- not the water. Okay. It's what c- the water could be. Oh, so they just I have to throw it away because it could be something else. Wow. So, okay. Whatever. Gotcha there. Well, well, that makes a little more sense. But, you know, Mark, you know what I suspect about these new regulations from the DHS? I think, even though it's not on the list, being brown 
or being foreign, you know, from a foreign country is something that they would consider an extra layer of suspicion. And so if somebody gives an anonymous tip that, hey, there's this brown guy over here and he's yawning and he's got goosebumps. Well, I wonder, well that's all they need to swoop in and investigate him. So I wonder, I don't know if it's institutional, um, you know, bias or whether it would be the bias of the people who'd make the recommendation. I mean, what would make you more nervous if you were a nervous Nelly? Would it be somebody who's of uh, <laughs> Middle Eastern descent yawning and goosebumping or somebody who's uh, you know just your average little old white lady yawning and goosebumping? I would think that the folks that are worried are probably worried about specific stereotypes, even though there's certainly been terrorist attacks in the United States by Americans, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, people of American descent and that kind of thing. So, you know, I don't know why specifically Middle Easterners are, are pointed out here. But, you know, if, you, if you're well, a younger Middle Eastern male, you're probably going to have some trouble. Yeah. And the other thing is that there's going to be a bias in how these are like the anonymous tips that they get because people are no like it is shown that people are more likely not just by this whole Trayvon Martin thing, but also by science that people are more likely to be suspicious of others who don't look like them. Right? Well, actually people are more likely to be suspicious of people, darker people, and it doesn't matter whether they're dark or not. I've seen that too. I've seen that too. And yeah, I, human nature, it's, it's disturbing, but I, this, this little pamphlet can't help. No. What do you think about the pamphlet here? 855-450-3733. Does it make you feel safer when the Department of Homeland Security sends out stuff like this? 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. I call it democracy. Everybody knows the game is rigged. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com. Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about this new Department of Homeland Security terrorist pamphlet. It's frightening stuff. Real quick, you know, if you're into the ideas of liberty, I think that uh, one thing you shouldn't miss is the power that music has over, um, you know, in, in the ability to transfer ideas. Um, many people have talked to me about uh, wanting liberty-oriented music, and I can understand why they would want it. Because music's great that way. But uh, there's a band out there called Raja Mojo, and as a matter of fact, he's got uh, they've got four songs and at cdbaby.com, which is where I bought them. It's an easy, easy website to buy songs from. Uh, they've got they're they're topping the charts over there. They have, Give me some truth. 
everybody knows and call it democracy have been doing really well. In the political genre, they're uh, three, four, and seven, respectively. Give Me Some Truth is number one at Retro Rock um, on their charts Ooh. this week. Peaked at number six at Hard Rock. And Everybody Knows, which is the one I really like, <laughs> on the Intelligent <laughs> Dance Music chart. Uh, and number Everybody three, Knows I'm, the Game is Rigged. I guess I really like that part. <laughs> I've heard it before. The Game is Rigged. <laughs> So anyway, folk charts number three. Um, it's great, and if we can keep Raja Mojo at the top of CD Baby's charts, it'll help get this message out to other people who may not have heard it. And uh, it's Raja Mojo, R A J A M O J O. You can go listen to the songs at YouTube, but buy them at CD Baby. You can buy all four of them for three dollars and sixteen cents. It's a great way to do some fast, easy, cheap activism, and you'll get some good music in the process. Raja Mojo at CDBaby.com. Stephanie, let's go to the phones. Got to, <laughs> it's one of the things we do around here, right? We talk should show. do. Kelvin in Colorado. Kelvin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, Mark and Stephanie. Hi, Kelvin. Uh, hi there. Hey, uh, a few nights ago... I heard uh, Ian and Mark discussing this, and I thought I would offer this little uh, tidbit that I uh, that I came up with that uh, really soothes my nerves. Uh, I know what you mean when uh, when you get irritated when you're looking for the, a parking space and you see all those empty handicap spaces right up there in the, the prime locations, uh, and I used to get really pissed off about that also. Uh, and then I stopped and thought about it a little bit. And I realized that, you know what, if those weren't handicapped spots, someone else would have taken them already, and you're still going to park way out in They'd the back. They'd be full. Be like, that is pretty yeah, much you true. Get, yep. You might get four spots closer, but just because they weren't handicapped spots anymore, wouldn't you know? You wouldn't be getting them anyway. So, true. so that makes me feel a lot better about it when I, I see that, and it irritates me, and then I go back to go, oh, yeah, I realized that. It's not that I can't get the spot. I mean, I'm not that interested and not that old. Um, I'm not that interested in getting the close spot. What bothers me is that waste of perfectly good real estate. I mean, that that it's parking a- real estate in front of whatever big box store or whatever you go to where they have these mandated uh, you know, number, a huge number of, of handicapped parking spaces that is almost never full um, and, and rarely even half full. Yeah, and just seems so like a same thing waste. about handicapped restrooms, but I mean, you can go in those and it's not generally considered as Right, I don't get a ticket for bad. using those if I uh, have to take my son in and, you know, right. I need a little extra room in the stall or whatever. Sure, I, but Mark, I want to okay. know about etiquette on uh, handicapped stalls. Now that <laughs> you mentioned Mark's giving me the talk to the hand. No, I want to say something, Mark. Okay, go ahead. I I've have got something defend- really important. Okay, I really want to give a little bit of empathy to the handicapped people, the actual handicapped people out there's there. Nothing, there's nothing to do with handicapped people. No, of got, course it's something to do with handicapped people. To choose from when they Look, go. I heard this discussion earlier this week, and I was struck because it didn't sound very compassionate. I mean, it's. I know there's abuse that goes on. I know that that people get those tags as That's like the point, as a, a political reason or whatever, but. Come on, if you had an injury or if you're really old, like it's nice to give them a spot that's up in front. I don't think it should be mandated, but it's a nice thing to do. That's not my point. It's the waste of real estate. It has nothing to it's do with It's not a waste if it's for for people who really need it, though. Yes, have you I my question to you is have you ever seen them full? Uh no, I okay. haven't. So that that my that so maybe I the government the government is is giving them a man he's giving the businesses a mandate and they're inefficient because they don't know how many handicapped spots are needed that's my right point. 
Now, let's talk about handicap uh, stalls. I think this is very interesting. There are these special stalls for handicapped folks out there, and I think that's a good idea. Obviously, in a wheelchair, you're going to have a heck of a time getting on and off the potty um, in those regular-sized stalls. But you don't want to make every stall so big that you're wasting all this, this room. So I think they're a great idea. However... When every single one of the potties is full, so say you've got three stalls and you've got to use a stall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was over at Disney World and I had to take my son in to uh, to yep. use the bathroom, and I didn't. I'm like uh, the handicap one just came open. Some mm-hmm. guy walked rather <laughs> rather jauntily out, so I mean he didn't seem handicapped. I'm next in line. The handicap one comes up. I'm like, am I supposed to use the handicap one? I've never used a handicapped one before. Handicapped ones are for handicapped people. I didn't know what to do. You've never used one before. See, I don't know. I, yeah. You see how we're trained? You see how I the, guess the conditioning goes? Yeah, you see sure. the salivating in the pigeon here? Um, <laughs> you know, I. <laughs> well, we, Mark, you had a baby with you. I'm not a baby, well, but a young child with you that you, that needed help. I figured so that would give me a pass reason, that when yeah. the bathroom cop came along passing out tickets. But I, you know. <laughs> but I, the, there's a huge difference, though. Bathrooms don't have cops. The handicap, the parking, sure. which is ostensibly on a private parking lot, they do have cops that enforce that. Now, well, what about. What grocery stores that have the uh, the person uh, the, with child the person with child party, yeah, which those are voluntary is, yeah that's voluntary and i think that probably works out real well and so i guess my question is is I, it's probably not illegal to use the handicap thing but how do you feel if you come out and there's a person in a wheelchair waiting for you to come out yeah you probably feel kind of crappy yeah but you know you did have a reason to bring jack in there you know because you needed a little extra space yeah i didn't go but, in because it was the roomy one but <laughs> <laughs> but mark do you see i mean do you see how somebody might hear that and think hey i'm injured i need to park in that handicapped place they're not really being very compassionate to me you know it's just calling it a waste of space if they want to listen if they want to hear something other than what i was saying i really can't control that all i think is that there are two <laughs> Many handicapped spaces in front of specific stores. The government mandates. I'll give too many you that. Spots. There are too many. If if you know, I mean, I can only control what I say, not what people hear. Okay. I got I got pwned on Saturday night last night by some dude who said one thing and I responded in a different way, and you know, rightly so. That's the way it goes what, in this game. What was that? Uh, some guy uh, was uh, making comments on the uh, Trayvon Martin uh, situation, and I. I heard him making what uh, sounded like, you know, violent rhetoric as uh, opposed to what he said, which is essentially that he believes that people should be able to protect themselves. Anyway, well, Kelvin. OK, but getting pwned, I mean, you misunderstood what he said. Mm-hmm. That's not like a moral failing or anything. You shouldn't feel ashamed because you wanted to clarify. Oh, I think it's important to listen to what people say. OK, Kelvin, let's. Yeah. What's on your mind? On <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> well, on that those handicap stalls, I bet, bet if you weren't supposed to go in them, there'd be a big sign that says five hundred dollar fine or something. Good chance. Anyway, <laughs> uh, oh, the uh, other thing is, I've, I've pretty much given up on uh, getting any kind of news uh, from the regular media after seeing the, the coverage of Ron Paul and and just some of the things they say. After I kind of changed my attitude about politics and. Mm. I've kind of gone to uh, internet sources for that, but internet sources are pretty tough to to, to vet and tell how uh, reliable. Kelvin, they hold are the line. Too, uh, hold the line here. I want to talk to you. Eight eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. 
I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about there on the uh, SACL CAI sponsored toll-free line. Mark's doing a little meditation before the show started. I always, I have this little I thing that you. I say to myself <laughs> before I turn on the microphones. I, I want to remind myself that I love my listeners and they're important to me. Because I can be a little abrasive, right? Like I'm a, it's my natural personality. How's that working out for yeah, you, Mark? To be, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, Is that like some, serenity now? Yeah, so, some days are better than others. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, I don't mean to laugh at you, but I don't know. It yeah, just, you know, we don't all have that uh, naturally sort of nice personality, I'm afraid. You know, so There's some people be, who don't think I'm nice, but I try to be nice, you know? I can be a little grumpy, so I, uh, you know, I remind myself that, nice. that, that I do care about my listeners. They're important to me. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to seem too overly uh, passionate to be a, uh, plus, to be, to be nice to myself. Gotcha. Sakel CAI, however, has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing. They purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy. Your business is handled as efficiently as possible. As a result, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. Sacral CAI. I have no trouble liking uh, Jason Osborne over there. Because, no, nobody you know, does. He's gr- <laughs> Yeah, we like him. So uh, let's go back to, to Kelvin in Colorado. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Real quick, as a reminder, uh, before we get back in here, the archives at archives.freetalklive.com, available to you for free. There are years and years worth of archives on Free Talk Live that's what, tens of hours a week available to you, hundreds of hours uh, a year, whatever it is, Th- probably thousands of hours worth of audio available to you for free at archives.freetalklive.com. You can go listen to your heart's content, archives.freetalklive.com. Kelvin, now you were uh, telling us about uh, online news sources and uh, your some concerns there? Uh, yes, because I've uh, pretty much stopped uh, listening to or watching uh, Fox, CBS, CNN, all those guys, and uh, I get a lot of my Liberty news or stuff that's not covered by the mainstream media from places like Drudge, Freedom Phoenix, Instant Pundit, and those kind of places. But I also need some stuff that's you know to know other stuff that's going on in the world, uh, you know, because these other sites are pretty focused on you know like Top Block and some of these things that are like issue sites. So. I think I found a couple of good good sources, but I was uh, hoping you might be able to suggest some more. Uh, oh, go ahead and tell me I what found, you found. Uh, Reuters 
uh, BBC, and I sometimes watch the PBS NewsHour, although they seem to have a pretty uh, liberal kind of uh, socialistic bent to them. Uh, but you yeah, sound like a news uh, junkie, is what you sound like, <laughs> Kelvin. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sort of thinking the same. Are you a news junkie? No, not really. But since since I started getting interested in uh, the liberty movement and particularly in Ron Paul, the Ron Paul thing, uh, I've just been fascinated by watching the news coverage or lack thereof, <laughs> uh, and that's got me to thinking about you know what other stuff are they not talking about? Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. And then after reading, you know, what one thing that I found very that. interesting about the, I mean, you know, and I think the rule, the news has, they deserve some credit with the covering of Ron Paul. They attempt to cover him and saying, well, you know, he's doing okay. But what they don't really seem to get is the delegate, the way. I mean, here, these are the people, so it's supposed to be the handers of down of the information. They're bequeathing the information upon us, and they don't even know how the delegate process works. Mm. So they'll report, oh, my God, Rick Santorum done won him another Midwestern state. And, uh, you know, it, it was, what? I, the, the, he didn't get any delegates out of this. They've got a delegate count when there's no way to count the delegates. And it's really kind of pathetic um that they're that they don't they don't seem to know that they don't know that yeah that's and that's exactly what is driving me up the wall because in, in my understanding is that you know like ron paul says all the time there's a you know they forget about this little thing called the delegates so how how these news guys can go ahead and say so-and-so got so many delegates well they must be taking the the straw poll and uh, handing out the uh, the delegates from that state proportionally to what the straw poll results. I think were. that's exactly well, what they're doing. And that and that you know people might think uh, you know that Ron Paul's stealing the election or did something underhanded when it turns out that he gets way way more delegates than than the news people said that he was going to. Then they're going to start talking about how you know he did something illegal or underhanded or whatever when he's been completely open about his strategy. Uh, right. His anyway, strategy is to uh, exploit a process which, or use a process which has uh, was designed essentially to disempower the voting public. The process was intended that the average voter would not actually have control over who the delegate was, and the Paul campaign has put together a delegate strategy which has, for for what I have a news story here, which is uh, out of uh, Missouri where. Uh, or Santorum one, which shows that this isn't working, and we'll go into that uh, a little bit later. Well, I've been kind of quiet on this so far while you guys were talking about this whole process because there was a time in my life when I was really interested in this stuff, and I would I would say I describe myself as maybe a little bit of like a political junkie, right? And I used to follow the news real carefully and try to learn about all the ins and outs of the political process. But really, what that did was raise my blood pressure, not allow me to accomplish anything significant and I felt depressed at the end of it and so I made a choice to give that up and mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I think there are probably some people who are listening some people are going to are going to listen to this conversation and really grab onto what you guys are saying and get really excited about the political process and like yeah it's like a game we got to watch and we got to try to win for our side but some people are going to be listening and say you know what I think what Stephanie's saying makes a little bit of sense that maybe we should try to get out of this game mentality and just not let this run our lives. I tend to be on the fence on this one. I know that statistically voting isn't that important of a uh, of, of a process. 
But at the same time, I really do value all the people in the Ron Paul campaign who have made this guy, who is this um, unremarkable representative from Texas. I mean, there have been rep- – how, how many representatives have there been in – the United States representatives have there been since the beginning of the country? This unremarkable guy has been pushed into the leadership role of – or the, the, uh, the, the figurehead role in the liberty movement by some people who are really don't just you, doing it. Don't and, you think it's kind of dangerous to have a figurehead in the liberty movement though? Not Ron Paul as a figurehead, no. I mean, really? I don't think – I think I don't, Honestly, I don't – I have some significant disagreements with him. Sure. I don't, I don't think he represents me really. I mean, Absolutely. I've got some significant disagreements with him. Just like nobody represents but he's me. I mean, not going to take control and do anything because he's too humble of a guy. So, no, I'm not that really concerned with uh, him being in that role. And what's what concerns me the most is that people get to hear some of the good arguments about the ideas that would otherwise not hear them. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you agree that yes, tens of thousands, yes, maybe hundreds of thousands of people have heard these ideas that would have otherwise mm-hmm, absolutely and that's valuable yep it is but you know i he's not a savior he's not jesus christ not that jesus christ is anything to me either but you know he's not like this mythical figure coming to save us all we have to like create our own freedom in our own lives and i don't think that comes through the political process and being obsessed with the news i don't think that spending a lot of you could you be working on yourself you, you could, I don't you could agree. be working on yourself you I, could be but you wouldn't be reaching nearly as many people all that stuff but you're getting more freedom in your to life 2008 no you're not you're not going to get any more freedom in your life yeah <laughs> actually you, you are. How I mean, are you going to get more freedom in your life? There are lots of mental prisons that people are in. Oh, I mean, mental prisons now. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about actual freedom because I mean, because there are real live people with real live guns that will shoot you real live dead um, if you do not do what they say. And th- those people often work for the government. So, I mean, okay, now that's you're the talking about gun. I mean, about. You're, you're bringing out this this rhetoric that seems like it's meant to scare me or like I'm not trying to scare you I'm just saying (laughs) I I don't need to scare you don't pay your taxes walk down the street smoking a joint that's not exactly what I was talking about though Mark I I I want real freedom I don't want you know I got mental (laughs) you know mental freedom I get where you're coming from I it's a huge deal I mean don't you don't think that's important at all you got to free yourself in your mind before you can free yourself in your body I'll agree with that yeah that's all I'm saying. Kelvin, we'll talk about your news sources here in a second. 855-450-3733. Free talk live. Kelvin, poor guy. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Call in. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's Free Talk Live, after all. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. To be free today, you'd need a boat. Not just any boat. A life yacht. A life yacht's an idea. It's an idea for a stable catamaran made out of concrete as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power. To some extent, it can grow its own food, and it has a shallow draft to be able to get a four-wheel drive car or SUV on shore just uh, via a boat ramp. With a life yacht, you could live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home 
just about anywhere in the world. You can be involved for as few as $1,000 and the commitment of as little as eight months. It's ericsoncouncil.com to find out more. It's well worth looking into. ericsoncouncil.com. If you can't find the website, just go to freetalklive.com. There's a banner on the side. It's got a little sailboat there with the, with the hydrofoil, uh, um, uh, the, the airfoil uh, sails. And unmistakable. It's unmistakable. You'll see it. <laughs> ericsoncouncil.com. All right. Let's go back to Kelvin in Colorado. <laughs> Who, uh, Poor Kel- Kelvin. He's been on for three segments now, and he's barely had like two sentences enough <laughs> to talk. <laughs> so, Kelvin, you wanted to know about news sources on the Internet and which ones we trust. And you mentioned uh, some and the, to find the ways that uh, you go about it. So why don't you recap with real quick what uh, what you find to be uh, worth reading on the Internet? Uh, so far, far uh, in Reuters and some BBC, and then sometimes I watch the PBS uh, news hour at night. Uh, you sound pretty well informed to me. Um, like you're, uh, you know, keeping keeping track. Um, Don't you think, like, if all of the news sources have some kind of bias, then the best way to get a well-rounded view is to just read as many of them as you possibly can. Uh, to some extent, but I actually have the same point of view that uh, you do, Stephanie. For it, I used to never listen to any of this stuff or watch it because it just made my blood boil and made me depressed. Mm-hmm. and stressed out, and so I just dropped out of the whole thing. And the only reason I'm really back into it now is is the uh, inspiration from the, the the Ron Paul thing, which I, I understand you're not, not that uh, hot on, but mm-hmm. it, to me it's like, wow, my whole life, finally somebody's there that I can vote for against instead of against. And, yeah, maybe I don't believe, like, 100% with every single position he has, but compared to the others, he is so, you know, so much farther in my direction than any of the others, I would feel no remorse whatsoever at voting for Ron Paul. In fact, I'm a state delegate uh, here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelvin, uh, I can anyway. I can empathize with that. I mean, I, at one point in my life, I was there, and I but I just wonder, like, where are you going to be in you know four years? Like, are you going to have the same ideas? It's still going to be Ron Paul, or are you going to change your mind? I don't know. Uh, well, no, I won't be changing my mind uh, because I pretty much been of this mind for a long time. Okay. But if there's not somebody that steps up uh, with the Liberty message again, then I'm, I'm just going to back away from that. And by that point, I hope to be living in a different state uh, mm-hmm. east of here. Uh, <laughs> you mean like New Hampshire, I, maybe? Uh, yeah, possibly. Uh, and there's a lot of things right there locally to, to get into that actually affect your life, you know, real time instead of this bureaucracy that's, you know, the behemoth that can't really be tamed anyway. Uh, anyway. So, <laughs> for me, news sources, uh, guys, what I do, I'm sorry, uh, I was, what I was going to say is as far as news sources go, I generally listen to, you know, I, I, Freedoms Phoenix, like you said, is a news aggregation site. I keep an eye on that. I keep an eye at freetalklive.com where we do news aggregation there. I look for the the titles in the areas that are important to me, like you said, the liberty-oriented stuff. And I turn on NPR and listen there, and sometimes I'll get CNN. Now, when I am listening in those locations, I feel like NPR often tries to tell stories, and those stories are relevant no matter what. But, you know, I try to keep – I'm always concerned about what kind of – what I'm being told in the news. Um, other news sites I Their like – Their coverage of Porkfest was, like, pretty good, I thought. Mm, it wasn't bad. Yeah. yeah. But that was a little – If that's indicative of how they cover every story, then they're, you know, pretty good, I would say. And I like to keep I mean, an eye on the – Imagine what, what it would be like if 
Fox News covered pork chest, though. <laughs> yeah, God yeah. knows. Um, <laughs> I like oh to keep an God, eye on. Oh my God, they had a gay dance party. It's a and and gay the pe- fest. people gay, carrying the guns gay. around and all that stuff. I like to keep an eye on Al Jazeera. I think that that's uh, another news source that I, you know, yeah. they do, they do their best in a lot of uh, locations, and I think when they cover Middle East stories, that they're more likely to get the pulse of what it's like in the Middle East, what the the man on the street uh, thinks over there, as opposed to yeah. what we hear over here. As well as RT, right? I mean, it's Kelvin mentioned the BBC, but I I do think it's good to get a sort of an international perspective because another thing about American news sources is they're very American centric yep. and they don't tend to cover things that are happening in other places around the world and so if you want a more world news view then you can probably go outside of the US and uh, the you know when when I think about uh, the story that happened with the soldier in Afghanistan uh, just recently uh, you know this guy that supposedly went on this uh, rampage and killed uh, 16 or 17 not entirely sure at this point people and uh, you know the story keeps changing on the US's side and then over there in the Middle East they seem to really believe that it was a group of soldiers that did this. Not yeah, with one. helicopters hovering overhead and the, stuff. Right, they've yeah. got this whole other story, this whole other narrative. And I think that it's very, you know, this really shows not that one is right and one is wrong. Somebody could say, oh, those darn Middle Easterners, they're telling lies because they hate our freedoms. They could be saying, who knows? Maybe that is what they're doing. We but don't have direct evidence, so we don't know. There's no evidence one no way or video, the other. There's no video. There's no, we didn't see it. You the know? suggestion that you know because some news source here has told you or because your government has told you makes you a fool. So I'm not a fool. <laughs> I'm not going to suggest that I know one way or the other on this story. I don't believe either of them, but I think it's interesting how there's two entirely different narratives going on. Kelvin? And here's here's something that I uh, heard this morning on one of the shows. Now they're saying, well, the guy went uh, out and killed a bunch of people, then he went back to his base camp, uh, like, and reloaded or whatever, and then he went out and killed a bunch more of them. So here's now a third uh, theory. Yeah, there is a third theory, and it's it's interesting. They you know have him supposedly they have some video of him putting down his weapon is what they claim. Now I haven't seen this video yet. I'm not saying that it hasn't been released. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but you know if if they can come up with some video video hard to tell lies with. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm interested in that uh, in that coming out. But I don't know. I mean, maybe he was part of this kill team. You got me. Should be very interesting as uh, this story comes out, but I would encourage everybody not to make up their mind on this one. And the same with the Trayvon Martin case. It appears as though lots of stuff keeps coming out on this one. So, Kelvin, hey, uh, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Uh, good night, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks, Kelvin. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate Kelvin. the call. 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. Let's go to Joshua calling from Oklahoma. Joshua, you're on Free Talk Live. Can you hear me now? I can, I can hear you. <laughs> radio voice. Okay. Uh, and a face just made for radio, let me tell you. <laughs> um, you guys really hit a hot button for me earlier, talking about uh, getting free internally before you can be externally. And then related to that, of course, is theories of freedom and even the meaning of the word freedom, mm-hmm. which varies depending on who's speaking it. 
Yeah, some people will say, like, freedom from hunger is a very important freedom. And I, obviously, I don't want to have hunger, no doubt about it. But people will use this terminology, freedom, which to me means the ability to do what I want as long as I don't harm another person or, um, you know, take their, hurt their property or anything like that. The ability to, to be free in and of myself and sort of a negative rights, uh, if, if, you know, in the, in the standpoint uh-huh. of rights theory, sort of this area. Some people, however, would use it in this sort of positive rights idea that. Um, you know that they would say that there's you know they have the right to, to food they have the right to health care they have the right to an education and well don't are- you think you just to play devil's advocate here mark i don't think that you know the government should give people food and, and things like that but wouldn't you say that you might feel freer in your life if you didn't have to worry about where your next meal was going to come from absolutely but it, it, the question is when you're talking about a right to food and a right to freedom from hunger mm-hmm. the question is who upon who is it incumbent upon whom is it incumbent yes, to yes. provide you with your freedom from hunger because mm-hmm. if you can lay around and i have to provide you with food so that you're free from hunger i am your slave if i've got to peel your grapes and fan your big fat butt then <laughs> <laughs> well right natural that's the whole thing about natural rights right, right. is that like they end where somebody else's rights begin right joshua well, I've been through all of that uh, with freedom as a, a negative right. It's an absence of restraint uh, or external restraint. Mm-hmm. Positive right is something that if you don't have it, the government has to go get it and give it to you. Uh, and I, I ended up actually having to abandon all that. Really? Um, now, don't, don't, yeah, tell me, don't tell me what you came up with. I want to hear cliffhanger, this. Cliffhanger, yeah. <laughs> We're going to tease it here, Joshua. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Just hold on the line. Come back here in the uh, second hour, 855-450-3733, and find out if it's not positive rights and it's not negative rights, what kind of rights are they? Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. And check out freetalklive.com. We try to make it, uh, well, you know, as user-friendly as we can. There's lots of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. We make... we. We, we want our show heard by as many people as possible, and we make it easy for you. You can go listen to the live streams at listen.freetalklive.com. There are, of course, more than 100 great radio stations out there. Um, satellite options, XM, 
free-to-air satellite. The webcam at cam.freetalklive.com. Hello to all our webcamers there. The listen lines where you can call a, a telephone number and listen to Free Talk Live on your cell phone. They're, you know, long-distance charges do apply, but you can listen. It's listen.freetalklive.com. Lots of people don't have to pay long-distance anymore. Listen.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to uh, – by the way, it's Mark. And Stephanie. Let's go to Joshua in Oklahoma. Joshua, you're back on Free Talk Live. You're going to tell us about – well, it's – your theories of freedom, you have uh, rejected negative liberties and positive liberties. And I just am um, cur- curious. Maybe move beyond about. is a better term. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, reject is, is pretty much fair okay. um, because they're, they're theoretical. Um, one thing I read in my research on this that really irritated me, like the truth will set you free, but first it will tick you off, <laughs> is, <laughs> is it's an ancient Greek saying. Uh, they said, rights are only a question between persons of equal power. The strong do what they will, and the weak suffer what they must. Mm. And I suddenly understood all of history and governmental history and the problem of rights. Uh, Well, once I got done being mad, um, I understood all that. And I realized that if your goal is something like freedom from arbitrary external restraint, which that's my goal, um, what you have to achieve that with is skills, resources, and relationships. Skills, resources, and relationships. Okay. It seemed like in that saying the ancient Greeks were using power to achieve that, but I, you know, do you that as a legitimate way to achieve that, Joshua? Uh, well, what the ancient Greeks focused on was if you're a uh, male and a property owner, we want you to have the same level of strength as everybody else in the city. You need weapons training and you need to own weapons and armor so we can all fight for one another's rights. But we're the ones who have rights in this town. Nobody else from out of town has rights here. Or nobody with, uh, you know, that's dragging around one of those uh, annoying vaginas or that happens to be a slave, right? I'm not annoyed with right. mine. I right. love it. And and so even even within their attempt to to uh, create their society in which everybody was more or less equal. They were trying to give everybody the same skills, resources, and relationships. It makes a certain amount of sense. So how does one uh, develop the skills, resources, and relationships in order to be free? I think is what it all comes down to. Because I, I, I think that most people, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I've come to the conclusion that... Uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a long time coming that the government's going to provide me with liberty. Oh, um, no, you have to you have to get it for yourself. I think. I, I, I think that's true. And I think it's very difficult to get. And what my concern is when it comes about it comes to liberty. I know everybody's got their own concerns. Mine centers around taxes. Taxes are uh, basically theft perpetrated by these organizations that claim monopoly privilege and given land masses. And frankly, the United yeah. States government is um, Unlike most governments in the world, they claim essentially the whole planet as theirs. If they claim you as your citizen, unlike most countries, if you earn money in some other country, they're still still going to tax tax you. Yeah. And so I don't know what to do. It's it's against American law for an American citizen to violate some other country's laws in that country. That's like when you get out of prison there, you face charges here. Oh, swell. Yeah. It's it's bizarre and abominable. Well, um, many of the issues that you face when you're deciding, you know, how much freedom can I take, uh, you know, is some of these things can only be resolved on the field of battle. So for a few thousand dollars, you might not want to go there. Or you might say, where can I keep 
my level of freedom so that the bad boys are not going to notice me and come after me because maybe they are better armed today or maybe they are more determined or better organized. All right, remember that skills, resources, and relationships. Right, right? I mean, you know, in most of these cases, and frankly, battle is, uh, you know, for any free person that is paying their own way, governments don't have to pay their own way to fight. So anybody who, free person who's paying their own way to fight Battle is going to likely be a uh, you know financially losing proposition. Mostly, you have to avoid these people, not come up on their radar, and um, yeah, or, or play their paper well, game. Although, or it's something that Joshua just said made me think that what about joining, sort of joining the mafia or or whatever? The mafia is going to lose. Well, many many people do that. We have there's the various gangs, and then there are ghetto neighborhoods where the uh, person of a given ethnicity can disappear in there, and the cops will never find him because everybody will say, "I haven't seen him." Right, so in given places, with them. right now for the the planet wide, the well, there are many ways to do it, and there are various ways of underground. The way I don't like to do that. I don't want to go hide in a ghetto or something. It's just it's not me. Um, but I don't think anyone wants to hide. Well, well, maybe I've some people some. do, but uh, <laughs> I don't want to hide some. either. <laughs> I've met some. Um, the Pioneers who uh, graduate the Erickson Council's uh, construction fleet, their their first ability will be to go where the bad guys aren't. And if you have any news about their movements, stay away from them. Right? That's number one. Number two, those yeah, those ships are built so that you they can be a stable weapons platform. That was part of the design. For are we, we're talking about the Erickson Council now. We are, we are talking about the Erickson Council. Okay. Uh, and And... If, if I can back up and preface it, you, you almost can't get there from here, but your grandkids can if you're talking about real freedom or your great-grandkids. It, but this system that you want to get free from has been thousands of years in the building, and I don't think it's rational to assume you'll break free of it overnight. I, I think you can get a lot freer than you are now. You know, I, I, when I heard about the Erickson Council, what I liked, I like the idea, and um, I'm really excited for when you guys come up with the, you know, the first prototype, and and I want to, I want to see it, and I want to experience it, and I think that this is, uh, you know, it's really going to be something for, uh, you know, people who want to get free, who can. You know who can you know not who can work say from uh, from any given location. There are a lot of people that can do that, and I think that you know it could provide a lot of liberty and it could really change the world if we can create one of these. And I think that it sounds like certainly you can with wave motion make the make energy that makes sense. And you've said right, that so purifying water is relatively easy. You see, you're free from a water system. And, you know, right. growing food hydroponically, this is nothing, uh, you know, really fancy. Getting a car on and off of a concrete vessel, you're going to have to figure out how to, uh, you know, include some air tanks to, to stabilize and, and that kind of thing. Doesn't seem that, uh, that's, doesn't that's seem that difficult. Yeah, no, that's, that's a given. You could actually even just have a, if you really wanted to be primitive, you could just have a hand pump and you could move a certain amount of water from one trim tank to another. Well, I think I'd rather have a uh, a real pump. They don't cost that much at Home Depot. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, three words. Yeah, three words. Um, you know, uh, I, I remember being on a sailboat for my honeymoon, and um, that was that was more than a one person operation, frankly. Um, and it was a good sized vessel, and n- nothing the size of a, what uh, one of even the smallest vessels that Ericsson Council proposed to put together. Um, so, but I mean, I guess you guys could put it with these uh, airfoil um, sails that you've got, could put it together and make it so one guy could drive it, right? 
one person? It is in, it is completely built for single-handing. Uh, the only place where we might find some kind of an issue is if we don't provide an auxiliary helm at the back. When you're backing up to the beach to load or unload your car, you might run into trouble. Uh, but providing an auxiliary helm is not tricky. But, um, you know, to some extent, this is, you know, people need to, I guess, they're, you know, they need to either get involved or they need to wait until you guys come up with the first prototype, right? I mean, that's what it comes down well, to. At, the Erickson Council is available to the public in order to help get this started. Once it's started and we're actually building these things, then we're not going to need them anymore. There's there's actually an ulterior purpose to this, which Stephanie doesn't like, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> what's what's the, the alternative? Uh-oh. What's the alternative? For, oh, uh, the missionary thing. Uh, that's right. Well, that's you know, right. I don't think anybody has a problem with with missions, but um, I do. You know, I guess yeah. there you go. EricksonCouncil.com. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Appreciate it, uh, Joshua. Yep. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It's Mark. And Stephanie. Give us a call. Talk about what you want to talk about. Here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, Man Venture Outpost has the name brands you're looking for. And they have them at rates that are surprisingly low. If you need, say, knives or ammunition, you need to go there, check out their rates, and, well, take a look before you buy anyplace else. They've got scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, everything that the outdoors enthusiast or the shooting enthusiast might need. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned, members in good standing the Better Business Bureau. You can get 5% off with coupon code FTL. That's coupon code FTL at manventureoutpost.com. All right. Let's go to the phones with Cindy in South Beach. Cindy, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. I, I'm driving with passengers, but I could talk to you for a minute about it. Excellent. I, uh, I called, I think it was Ann the other night. Ann who? And it was about how, how to uh, get Ron Paul on as a third party. Okay. I think you should just keep running. And, uh, well, he hasn't lost I mean, the. He hasn't lost the second party yet. <laughs> well, that's a lost party as far as I'm concerned. Okay, I I would agree with you. It's a, it's a real mess, but you know who, who knows yeah. what's going to happen. If if yeah, you want if you want my guess, but what I think the best move for everybody, and I'm not saying that I support this necessarily. I'd like to. I support Ron Paul being the president, but it seems to me what makes the most sense um, would be for Romney to offer him some kind of uh, like the secretary of the treasury uh, position or um, Rand, the 
vice president Wasn't position. Wasn't there some speculation that that actually happened or something? I think that there's been some speculation Yeah, but in that they area. both deny it or something. Well, what, wouldn't they deny it at this point? Yeah. Unless it's the deal struck, then you're going to deny that the deal exists. It doesn't <laughs> exist unless the deal struck. But if those things were to happen, then you'd have for the, you know, the, you could take the Ron Paul uh, ites, the people that are very excited around Paul, and then they'd get behind the Romney campaign and suddenly things would turn around for that campaign. Cindy? Yeah, but I don't think that that's cool. Okay. <laughs> Being involved with Romney, but I'm saying there's something called American Select. And if you go to their web.org, if you go to their website, American you could Select. get uh, information how to. They need 10,000 signatures and, uh, for a third party candidate. Ron Paul is about 6,500. You know, it's really tough to get any kind of ballot access for third parties in the U.S. I think they'd really be fighting some kind of an uphill battle. Why wouldn't you go to libertarians who already have it? They don't have it, though, in most places. Most places, libertarians have are on the ballot. Almost all 50 states. That, but they so have, one thing they, they do every well. year they have to go through this like, they do. thing to get ballot access. Absolutely. It's like they're spinning their wheels on this. Yeah. Yep, sure. They have, they have to go through it. Sure. I mean, to me, yeah. this is part of the reason that's really difficult to make any significant change in the political system. Well, I think that we all have to realize that, yeah, I'm not sure, yeah, but American Select's not asking for your money. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Ron Paul does much better with independents and uh, Democrats. I just had a passenger. Look at me. Vote for Ron Paul. He looked at me when he left my taxi. America's woken up, and people... Don't want a police state. I have yet passengers who think power to the people are black, but they they're scared. They say, you know, the race the race thing, their problem, you know. Oh sure. And, and, I'm, wait, uh, I'm confused. How do we get to? Black I think people? that uh, what they're con- uh, uh, go ahead, Cindy. Uh, answer the question. Those papers, you know. But I don't. I, I'm in a libertarian for 20 years, over 20 years. I came to the conclusion that 60s kids didn't know what they're doing. It's a long story. And I read the First Amendment, which said. You know that Congress cannot make a law with with respect to religion. You know, and freedom of religion. It went didn't it didn't offer a wall of separation. I sure that's an anarchist. Everyone has a right to their own life. But anyway, anyway I I, I agree with what you said about the police state, Cindy. Nobody wants to live in a police state, and, and, and I think thank that's you for important. the call, Cindy. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. I think what uh, Cindy was saying was that uh, people are concerned. I have no idea what she's saying. <laughs> I, I, I think what Cindy was time. saying was that people are concerned with the uh, the the racial newsletters from twenty years ago that Ron Paul didn't write. Oh, okay, and that makes more sense. When, yeah. Ron, when Ron Paul ran in for the twenty twelve, you know, my biggest concern is the same thing. His he's he's the oldest guy that would win the office ever. I'm not saying he's not in hail health. Absolutely. Please don't call in and say, oh, he's the best health. Yeah, he is. I wouldn't doubt it, but he would be the oldest one, and people vote on that. And secondly, that uh, they're going to try to paint him as a bigot because of these these things. That's why I supported Gary Johnson. And, you know, I think he'd make it How did that work out, Mark? Well, you know, (laughs) the fact is generally the moderates uh, are brought into – you know, that the the election process for president is a moderating process. Uh, You can't rule from the extremes or whatever. So you're ne- all you're going to get is this slow walk towards tyranny. And that's all we've gotten. So, yeah. you know, I'd like to see something different. It's not like I'm going to dump all of my mental energy in it from uh, now until Yeah, that's you know, my really my biggest concern. Some people do. People. But, you know, I wonder what those people would do otherwise. I don't and I'm know. I'm glad they do it. I'm glad that we are getting the results that we've got for Ron Paul. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> you know, 
thank you for doing so much for Ron Paul. I, you know, I can only do what I can do. So, you know, there you go. Uh, AmericanSelect.com. I went there and, you know, they. I think it's Americans Elect. I, I thought it was American Select, select. but well, it's, it's funny. It yeah. is. Um, there is a little thing in there. In the yeah, it's americanselect.org, and you can go there and you know take care of that. So we were. What were we doing before the calls? Came I don't in? know, spotting but you terrorists? did have this. Yeah, the spotting terrace, and then you did the want Ron to talk Paul about thing. that delegate article. Yeah, yeah. we've had kind of enough political talk for my taste tonight, Mark. But I'm just going to run through it in this segment, and people can talk about it. But basically, um, in Jackson County, Missouri, where Santorum won, apparently the uh, Paul people and the Romney people got together, and in this county, no delegates will be uh, awarded to Santorum. So the wow. delegate process in the in a state where he won, and in a uh, you know with he should have got these delegates. This woman, Mary Jane Van Buskirk, who's a Santorum he, he caucus won, voter, Santorum says, won a popular vote or popular he... vote. Okay, but it's non-binding. And, okay. you know, everybody makes all the big deal about these non-binding things. The news says, Santorum wins Missouri. Right. Santorum w- won crap all in <laughs> Jackson County, Missouri. And I believe I saw a headline that said something like, Santorum wins Missouri flexing southern muscle or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> my friend said, oh, they're doing it on purpose <laughs> with I these headlines. I think they are, too. <laughs> so uh, here, Mary, Mary Jane Van Buskirk says, we're totally railroaded and it's not fair. You know, it, I, no, it's not fair. Of course it's not fair. I agree with her. I just What's don't fair? think it, it's ever going to be fair in the political <laughs> what, process. What is fair? It's not really it? designed to be just, is it? It's not my, ju- designed to meet everybody's needs. It's the where somebody wins. The political process is a game. Somebody loses. Yeah. And you either play the game as it's meant to be played or you don't. It's not like things have been easy for Paul either. And, you know, he won uh, Virgin Islands. But the, the news media basically said, look, as soon as he wins an election, we'll cover it and we'll cover him like he's a real candidate. He won Virgin Islands. Ah, that doesn't count. It's not a real state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just keeps on. The, the, it just keeps. I'm glad I have the waiters on. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You can give us a call. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about here on the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. It's Mark. And Stephanie. If you're going to get gold and silver, lots of people are stocking up on gold and silver right now. I hear it's a really great time to buy. Rates are down a little bit, and uh, you know the supposedly experts are saying it's going to go up. I sincerely hope it does, because I've got plenty. Um, but you can go to gold.freetalklive.com, pick up some more. If I had the money, I would right now, but I just, uh, you know, not, not can't do it. Gold.freetalklive.com. Not only are you going to get the gold and silver you want that you can hold in your hand, but you'll be helping Free Talk Live, too, in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. Stephanie. 
Yes. College. All right. Well, Mark, the amount of college student loan debt has topped a trillion dollars. Now, that's a lot of money. Yeah. It's not. I was just actually got a little distracted because I was reading the usdebtclock.org because I, I was wanting to know how much the U.S. national debt is. And that's hovering around $15 trillion, I think. Uh, but and then it says debt per citizen. It has all these different nifty statistics. But yep. per citizen, that's about $50,000. Yeah. Jeez. Debt per taxpayer, $137,000. I guess, you know, because not everybody pays taxes, right? Some are young. I love how my son is born into this world. He's four years old. His biggest concern is uh, little die-cast cars. And he owes $50,000 for some politician's spending rampage. Yeah, and the saddest part is that probably a lot of that, you know, was used to hurt people, right? Uh, uh, Perpetrate wars. Too much for me, but... I just I think it's very interesting how you're just born into their debt. Mm-hmm. How can anyone claim that citizenship isn't just a fancy word for slavery? Yeah, it's tax livestock. That's really what it is. And when you have a hundred, like they say, every taxpayer, quote unquote, owes like based on the debt and, you know, probably the interest on the debt, too, because that's going to make that figure go up, too. But with the amount of money that they owe, it's about $150,000 per taxpayer. So if you're a college student, I mean, you could get a pretty good college education for 150000 I mean, you could probably go to med school or law school for that, actually. you know. Yeah, so yeah. you're basically born with this crazy amount of debt that they so-called Italian say you owe. You have a fine Italian automobile for $150,000. Yeah. I mean, you could have a lot of things. You could, you could have, have a great a college education and a regular automobile for that right, uh, for that yeah. price. Yeah, a, a fine regular automobile. It blows my mind to think about, but I mean, I just wanted to kind of give those statistics to create a little bit of a picture with this article from the uh, from the Wall Street with Journal. Numbers like this, I always wonder to myself: Is the United States government really going to be around in ten more years? I mean, can they? they I mean, <laughs> Are they around they... now? If there's such an institution that owes fifteen thousand, fifteen, excuse me, trillion dollars. To Appar- other people? Yeah, I mean, if, you, if people just haven't Lenders, rejected yeah. them at some point, I mean, apparently they're not beggars on the street that are so far in hock that no one would listen to their advice for anything that if they spoke that somebody wouldn't say you're an idiot shut up right like they don't do that it's kind of mean but yeah come on yeah no it's not 15 trillion dollars and we're still listening to politicians the illusion of legitimacy is very powerful, isn't it? Especially I, when you're when you're taught it from a young age. And I mean, people really continue to, to go work it. for this organization and say, oh, they yeah, do. yeah, we trust you to take care of our retirement and our pensions and our paychecks and all this other stuff. People work. People swear an oath to the Constitution, enemies, foreign and domestic, and then don't turn their guns on these politicians. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's claiming that every United States taxpayer owes them one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for what mm-hmm. I, that sounds like an enemy domestic to me yeah mark you know how many you know how many federal employees there are and lots state and, and local employees yeah lots and lots of them it's something like 19 million uh excuse me yeah 19 million is that government employees entirely or just federal employees yeah state and local employees plus federal employees wow yeah it's an incredible amount of the population. It's almost 
Uh, it's almost a tenth of the population getting up yeah, pretty close to it's it. It's probably more, actually. They say the U.S. workforce is 142 million. So do the math on that, but it's a it's little less than, than 20%, the, yeah, yeah, between 10 and 20. And then you consider, yeah, that's the workforce, but you have to consider that, uh, you know, of the sort of the voting age, you know, what kind of voting block is a government employee? It's pretty big when you consider that uh, some of them have wives and husbands. Well, because a lot of people just don't vote, you know, because it's like, yeah. why should you why should they spend <laughs> why your would time? They bother? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this article is from the WallStreetJournal.com. Student loan debt tops one trillion. The amount Americans owe on student loans is far higher higher than earlier estimates, and could lead some consumers to postpone buying homes because I guess that's what they want. They want everybody to go into debt to buy a home when. You know, there are some people out there who make the argument that maybe it's a better idea, like it'll serve your financial well-being better if you kind of wait to buy a home and you, you rent until you're fi- more financially established. You know, you don't take on a whole huge amount of debt right up front when you're young. I think that you have to kind of stick your finger in the air mm-hmm. and decide. Yeah. Right now, if you were to buy a home, you'd have to ask yourself, well, you know, how much is that home going to be worth when I sell it? What's it, what? What are my opportunity costs when you buy a when you rent an apartment? Basically, depending on what your rent deal is, but I have been in situations or uh, seen friends in situations where you have one day a year to move. If you sign that yeah. lease on February the twenty eighth, you can move on March the first every year that comes mm. up, or you renew and then that's it. Yeah. Whereas with a home, you can say, well, you know, when you've just signed and and in April the thirtieth, an opportunity comes around and you're like oh yeah well but i mean when it comes to a lease usually you can buy out the lease in some way or another you know thousand dollars and you're out mm-hmm. but a home thousand dollars to sell a house no way there's yeah. opportunity costs <laughs> in buying and selling a, a well, house and, and maintenance costs too right because it costs a lot of a lot of money and time i think to maintain a home you know yeah. so condos are kind of like an intermediate option between an apartment and a house because other people are taking care of some aspects of the maintenance, but not everything. So. But there was a time in my life when you bought a home and essentially every month, you you know, your house value went up, 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 up. Right. So and, it was like everybody wants to do that, right? Why would they not? It's rational. And, you know, at that point, it made perfectly good sense to buy homes from 1998 to 2006. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfectly good sense to only rent from 2006 till now. Yeah. I mean... I I own a home because I want to be able to do things with my yard and plant gardens and have that feeling of ownership. Yeah. You know, if uh, if you buy a if you rent a house and for whatever reason the person owns it wants to sell it, you do what they say. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. All right, so let me continue with this. The buying homes is kind of a kind of a tangent. It's like, you know, the US government apparently Oh, we have. Let's go on with it. Uh, let's, let's take Jay Noon calling in from Oh, Jay, hi. XM. Jay, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey guys, how's it going? All's well. Wonderful. I uh, figured I'd call in because, well, I kind of wanted to give you an update what I'm up to, but I also uh, heard you talking about this debt, and and the question was, is how is this debt applied to people? You know, something like that. And it's quite interesting. I've been doing a tremendous amount of study lately on how the presumption is that you know we are U.S. citizens and slaves to these municipal corporation i was gonna say jay i the minute you called in i thought you might say something like this like well it's not really legitimate to assume that you know this debt is somehow owed by every person who's born because just to give our listeners a little background in case they're not familiar you are actually i guess what i would call maybe a a property tax uh protester or is that accurate Uh, actually no i'm not a protester i'm just a non-participant in property tax there you go thank Um, you 
protesters are considered as tax protesters are considered as domestic terrorists by these. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to apply that to you. I support what you're doing. I just, I just didn't have the right terminology. So thank you. Uh, no, uh, no problem. <laughs> well, well, yeah. As a lot of people know, you know, I got I got kicked out of my house by a bunch of armed badge thugs uh, a few months ago, and you know, uh, Mark and Ian and a bunch of other. Uh, uh, good people came down and, um, you know, in the middle of last summer and hung out there yeah. while they were trying to evict me. But anyways, so I've been I've been actually doing a lot of research on a, on a thing called a, a land patent, which is the highest ownership of land. I've heard about these. Land patent. Now, mm-hmm. I've heard of allodial titles, too. I'm sure you'll uh, have something to say about that here in just a minute. Uh, Hold the line, if you uh, would. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You know, we were uh, taking some calls here regarding uh, taking a call here regarding the debt, and I uh, I think we ought to get right back into it. Uh, this is uh, Mark and Stephanie, live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Let's go right back to, to Jay Noon calling from Western Massachusetts, listening on XM. Jay, so you were doing All some right, research uh, on land patents. So I've been doing land research on land patents, and um, uh, I'm trying not to. I mean, we could go on about this for hours. So if I start rambling, please, uh, you know, stop me. And I'll That's my job. You know, I was just saying, Jay, <laughs> I find you very interesting, and so does Mark. I mean, you actually, a lot of people have called in to talk about these things, but I think the way that you explain it is the most clear that I've heard, you know. So that, I appreciate that. I find it interesting. And, and, and that's what I try to do because, uh, I mean, no offense to anybody who's listening, but our whole society today has been so dumbed down compared to people who walked the earth, you know, 150, 200 years ago. So it's very difficult for a lot of people to understand what was a simple thing 200 years ago. And there, There's uh, a cultural think, you know, conversation. So, cultural conversations tend to be lost over time. There's no doubt about that. Yes. So anyways, back on the land patent, um, <clears throat> the land patent was uh, something that the U.S. government uh, issued basically on all land uh, west of the Mississippi River because all of the land east of the Mississippi was um, given to the colonists via crown grants uh, by King George. Okay. Uh, and then after the Revolutionary War, it became, you know, the actual pure um, U.S. government. Uh, what we have today is a corporate de facto government, but that's a whole other topic to get into. We'll stay away from that now. 
So the the land patent is what has been cited by Supreme Court rulings, state rule, state court rulings as the highest ownership of land. Now, a loyal is really the highest ownership of anything, but you can't own something unless you create it. Now, we didn't create the land, so you really can't own the land. If you build a, a house, you can own that or a machine or something. You can have a loyal title to that. And what it's come down to is we can, we can basically have uh, a right of usage of the land, which is uh, what the uh, land patent provides. And if you look at deeds, especially old deeds, I've been reading a lot of old deeds, and I'm back into the 1820s now on deeds. Okay. Um, this has got to be riveting stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love it. They, they, uh, anyways, they, um, the deeds say the older the deeds are, um, the more detailed they are on how your ownership is what they call fee simple um, and absolute. And now newer deeds don't even say absolute. Actually, I guess there's deeds out there now that don't even say fee simple on them. But what fee simple absolute means is that it's absolute. You have absolute right of use with. Um, and there was uh, even a bunch of deeds that come across that said, uh, and I, "I'm forgetting the word. I'm going blank." But uh, the word basically means that there could be no no stipulations or regulations on the land, and feel like no tax or anything. So how have all these things right. gone by the wayside? Right. How do, how do we get question. to what we have today, which is totally different? Okay. I mean, I've got a friend who uh, actually has what they call the king's deed to a piece of property here in, in New Hampshire. So, I mean, his family's owned this forever. Hmm. Oh, that, that's good. And that's what I'm tracing my land back to. Is In, in Massachusetts, they were called General Crown General Court Grant. Um, is, and, and, I'm, and I'm like probably another day and a half of being in the archives of the Registry of Deeds of Finding My General Court Grant. Um, so anyways, what, what happened, from what I understand, is the United States of America, um, the, uh, actually the United States, the de facto, the corporation, filed bankruptcy in 1932, and the bankruptcy proceedings couldn't go through until uh, Roosevelt got the Supreme Court, or FDR got the Supreme Court stacked and I am leaving stuff out, but it's just from memory. And uh, the the court ruling was Erie versus Tompkins Railroad. So, in in my in all this land that I've been looking at, I've been looking at several titles. Is really companies from like 1939 through the, through the early 1940s ended up with this land somehow. It was granted to them, but then they only owned it for a few weeks or a few months, and then the realty companies granted it right back to whoever the previous owner was. Okay. Um, which I, I, I haven't figured out yet, but my assumption is the realty companies took the, took the land and they, they converted it into real estate or real property. And the, but I, my belief, and I haven't found solid evidence, is that the U.S. government basically took all the land in the incorporated counties and used it as collateral to borrow more money because... People and companies that go bankrupt don't don't you know don't don't borrow more money unless they have collateral or assets yeah. to uh, you know assets of collateral. So now, how did they provide? I mean, you know, people have been paying property taxes since way way back in the United States. There's nothing new there. How, if you have one of these land patents, are you obligated to pay anybody if you really own land? 
how are you obligated to pay property taxes on that land? All right, I'll, let me rephrase your question a little bit. Okay. Why are people paying property tax? Um, yep. They're paying property tax because they're not the owner of, of the land. They are a um, tenant. In fact, uh, I looked at a guy's title the other day from Plymouth or Bristol County, I can't forget, and his or his deed, his deed said right on it, next to his name, tenant. Hmm. And uh, but does now, that mean the same thing that we understand it to mean, though? Because like, a- absolutely. Now there is a guy named Rob Ryder. Anybody can Google him and find him, and he's got some great audio files and YouTube videos on this stuff. But the the, the thing is, is we don't own the land because um, well, there's a whole other thing called acknowledgement of deed. And the best way I can say what an acknowledgement of deed is, is um, when you buy a piece of property, there's a, on, on the deed there's a grantor, which is the guy selling it, and there's a grantee, which is the guy who's buying it. And if you look at a deed, there's only two signatures, the grantee, the grantor deed, the seller's signature, and then you have the um, signature of the the witness, whether it be a magistrate or a um, notary public. Now, what I could compare this to is the title of a car. On a car title, there is no notary signature, but there's a buyer's signature and a seller's signature. Right. The buyer doesn't own that car until he signs the title in, in the eyes of the government. Mm-hmm. Well, people can search a term called common law deed. And in, in some of these old deeds... Um, you'll see that there's actually all kinds of signatures on them to where, and, and what all these signatures were is what people did is they had they did an acknowledgement of deed. They acknowledged ownership of this property. So the grantee, the buyer, signed the deed. And actually I found a few deeds where the, the, the grantee, the buyer signed the deed, and then the wife's signature was on there. And then what I assume is the children's signature. There'd be four or five signatures on the um, grantee part of the deed. and But you're not going to find this. I couldn't find a single deed like this um, previous to literally 1930-something. And so what I did is I actually went to the registry of deeds, and I had them record an acknowledgement certificate that I have acknowledged ownership of my parcel of land. That's what it says on the deed, parcel of land. Mm-hmm. And actually, the deed I have... And I, doesn't say the word real estate in it. So how can, and, and the tax bill says real estate on it, real estate tax. So yeah. that wasn't the original reason I really called you guys. When you're, you're talking about people owing debt and like this $40,000 per, you know, per person debt. Like 50 now, well, yeah. Or whatever it is, yeah. And uh, so anyways, what, another thing I've just really been learning about in like the past two weeks, and I kind of got a crash course on this stuff years ago, and I'm actually, tomorrow or Tuesday, I'm going to go to the um, recorder's office, and I'm going to find out more about this. But anyways, when a baby is born, they take the birth certificate and either put a drop of blood on it, or they put the baby's footprints on it. They didn't do either of that with my son. Yeah, I don't I don't think mine okay. has that either. Well, Josh, my brother Josh, and my brother Christopher had children last year, and they got no certificates. Um, they are Their children were born free men and, and you know... None of that stuff. I don't think they even saw my kid when uh, they got the birth certificate. 
Jay, um, as, as you research stuff, I'm real interested in what you come up with. Uh, give us a call back, 855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. I still don't grasp the point. My hope that doesn't mean I'm dumb, but <laughs> well, you know, I <laughs> don't completely understand. I, I think the government acts like it owns us. Yeah, it I does. think there's no doubt about that. 855-450-3733, Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. It's a live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Kicking off the third hour, it's Mark with you. And Stephanie. You can give us a call at 855-450-3733. Talk about what you want to talk about. Real quick, freetalklive.com's website we've set up for you. You can get completely interactive over there. We have uh, you know, all kinds of areas that are very interesting to folks to uh, check out. Check out the Shrine of Female Listeners, where uh, ladies of all sizes, shapes, colors, and ages have uh, decided that they want to be enshrined in our shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. It's one of the most viewed pages at uh, Free Talk Live. It's shrine.freetalklive.com. Let's go check out Sam in, in Michigan. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi there. Uh, I'm listening to you on WKZO in Kalamazoo. Excellent. And uh, I was uh, uh, I was just wondering if anybody has ever, I haven't heard that uh, whether that boy that got shot, did he have a, a history of breaking and entering and perhaps... Do you mean that, Trayvon uh, Martin? That, Trayvon yeah, Martin in Florida? Uh-huh. No, he, as yeah, far yeah. as I understand, he had no criminal record at all. Oh, because I thought, well, maybe this guy had had him under surveillance and... Uh, uh, so, you know, I just, I was just wondering about it. I thought I'd give you a call and, uh, and, uh, yeah, there seems to be to more and more stories coming out, um, around this and it's, it's very interesting. Some, now there's a witness coming out to saying that, uh, apparently, uh, Trayvon was uh, on top of Zimmerman, uh, pummeling him and that's Yeah, but who knows what shot. happened before that? Who knows? Um, there's no doubt about it. And, um, yeah. you know, you can imagine what it must be like having somebody, uh, Chasing you around. Sam, I appreciate the call. Um, there's some audio issues there. Having uh, somebody sort of following you in a neighborhood, not being from that neighborhood, feelings like you're sketched out. And I imagine that he was probably felt threatened. And at the same time, I imagine if he was getting, if uh, Zimmerman was getting pummeled, he probably felt threatened. I don't know. I think that uh, I think we all need to kind of step back from this story and wait for more of it to come out. I think that some people are using it to grandstand, and I, I don't think we live in a post-racial America yet. You I'd really love to see a post-racial America using it to grandstand. I yeah. mean, you, like what, like the Million Hoodie Al, March, Al, Al Sharpton, and uh, you know Jesse Jackson. I kind of feel when like those guys get involved that they make the problem worse, not better. But do you think anything they do is grandstanding? I mean, they're just being activists, pretty much. I think that they, well, for one, if they're wrong, what are they doing? I mean, if you're if you're well, pushing, even if okay, even if they are wrong, I, I mean, <laughs> I like people to be right, right? I like the truth mm-hmm. to to be followed, I guess. But 
to have a, a a march where a lot of people wear hoodies and say, hey, look, we're here, we're black or whatever race we are, and we're wearing hoodies, and we're not suspicious just because of that. Well, they're using terms like calling for justice, um, which, you know, is, is essentially Wouldn't you want terms. justice if, if you were his I father want justice. or mother? I, I mean, do want justice, um, but... You know, once you get entrenched in what your idea of justice is in a particular instance, then any other justice, even real justice, may not be good enough for you. Do you understand? But, yeah, I do. But I don't I haven't heard anybody say that, like, they'll only be satisfied if George Zimmerman gets like killed. You know, I haven't heard anybody say that either. But I you know, I mean, p- folks are going out Somebody and said, holding signs and stuff like that. What if George what if justice is being served? Are people acting like justice is being served? Uh, I don't think it is being served, though. How do you know? Well, because, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it seems like it's been pretty slow. This happened a month ago and there's been, you know, nothing except this public outcry. A month? Yeah. I don't think it's been that long. Yes. It happened at the end end of February. Is it? Okay. Yep. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I want to find out more. There seems to be more and more trickling out about this story, and mm-hmm. it really makes me wonder. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, the Zimmerman's lawyers come out and said that the stand your ground law has no bearing in this case. If it has no bearing, then why would the, uh, the Sanford police not arrest? Mm. You know, my experience with police is they tend to be overzealous in an arrest, not underzealous. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious. I do agree. I mean, there was a caller who called this show last night. Um, I think it was ICE 2020. And he said, like, he brought out the double standard of, like, you know, what would happen if it was a black man who had shot a white teenager? And I think it would be really different. And that's the problem I have. I don't know. We don't have that story to compare. Um, we do have the story out of, uh, was it Kansas City or something like that, where, um, you know, a white kid got jumped by two black kids and uh, set on fire, put gasoline pouring on Oh, him. my goodness. When did that happen? I didn't even hear Within about it. Within the last month. Right. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear about it. You know, it's not, wow. it's not the kind of story that necessarily gets coverage. Now, the difference is, is that in that circumstance, the, the, the two black teenagers don't have the sanction of law. Um, you yeah, know, I, would, been... I think part of the reason that this is getting so much attention to the Trayvon Martin thing is because George Zimmerman hasn't been charged or ar- arrested. Well, if, if so, a, the family so probably feels like the only option they have is in to journalism, get public awareness. Um, you know, journalists tend to copy what other journalists have written. If some journalist was a little sloppy or just listened to one side of the story, you know, say the the family's lawyers come out and say that there's a nine one one tape, they've listened to it. There's two gunshots. Um, you know, uh, they before the second gunshot, Tray, uh, Trayvon is begging for his life. You mm-hmm. know, so you've got that one story. And then it gets repeated because that's a big deal. There I mean, were eyewitnesses huge. who said that, too, though. I mean, there were some. Yeah. But, you know, this is why they have courts. So this is why the, they attend, attempt to find whatever the truth is, because there are witnesses mm-hmm. that say now there's witnesses that say the other side of the story. And, you know, there's uh, evidence that, in fact, Zimmerman apparently had um, what a godchild that was black and had helped uh, some black families. And, you know, maybe that this they're painting this guy as a bigot, having said that he went around to doors and warned of the black people that are running around. And uh, and he know, called 911 like all the time, pretty much. And, and apparently saw... there was a maybe there was a racial epithet um, mentioned. I heard that, too. 911. Yeah, that was I heard that on NPR. So I'm, you know. I'm interested in this story, and I'm not saying that I don't. I I, I don't know. I'm not going to rush to judgment on this story. I I think that you know. Do you think what it's a must good... it be like to be Zimmerman? If Zimmerman was was in the right, what must it be like to be him today? And it must stink. 
must stink to be Trayvon's parents or him too. I'm I mean, sorry. If if in the world, and I'm talking about an imaginary world because we don't know what happened. If uh, Zimmerman's in the right, then you know, then apparently Trayvon was in the wrong. And I'm sorry for any family who loses their child. I don't care why. I'm sorry that it happened. But I don't want this man's life ruined because people tried him in the media. Mm -hmm. That's how I kind of feel. It happens to a lot of people. But Mark, do you think one last question? I mean, do you think this is a good excuse to like talk about race, racial issues and like the idea that sometimes there are these stereotypes that a lot of people hold that I think it's um, I, I think it's a great idea to talk about uh, you know race I think it's a good idea I think some people can come unglued and you get a you get a lot of bigots whenever you start talking about race on the radio but I also think that when you try to use one circumstance as a as a foil to talk about race that you can do injustices to people in that circumstance. Zimmerman is only responsible for Zimmerman's actions. He is not responsible for the uh, racial injustices of this nation for the last 400 years. Mm -hmm. So he shouldn't be tried and shouldn't be convicted based on racial injustices over the last 400 years. The fact that uh, black people were released and didn't get their 40 acres and a mule and all the other things that uh, that went along. I kind of wonder. Yeah, I also kind of wonder why people aren't focusing a little more attention on the police department that's not charging him. Right. We don't know anything about them. I don't know that much about them. Yeah, and, and people in the police department have said that there was only one shell casing, not two. I mean, there's lots of this sort of innuendo flying around, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very interested in it. Let's go to Ed in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, my guns and stupidity again. <laughs> and tyranny. Hey, Mark, you made the comment the other night that uh, more guns, less crime. You know, that was by John Lott. John Lott. Yeah. You know, he's been debunked, and also, look what the prick did. Have you heard of Mary Roche, (laughs) R-O-S-A? He invented this online persona, basically, to agree with him that would, like, comment on all of these things that he wrote online. and Automatically debunked. More guns, less crime. Yeah, there are lots of... There are so many confounders in those statistics. Yeah. If you look at it my way, like I said, there's a lot of things, or some things I may die for, but there's nothing I'm going to kill for. Hold the line, Ed. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live, 855-453-SACL, toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been talking about the Trayvon Martin case here. Real quick, though, Stephanie, tell me about the Free State Project. It's awesome. It's a <laughs> great <laughs> collection of liberty-loving people who have all pledged that they will move to New Hampshire and get active to create more freedom in their lives. 
uh, as long as uh, 20,000 other people do, too. And it's over 11,500 now, as far as I understand. Yep. 11, uh, more than 1,000 people have uh, already picked up their lives and moved for the yep. Free State Project here in New Hampshire. And I, I, I think that's the real Free State Project is the picking up and moving. I don't care when you do it. <laughs> but you can go over to freestateproject.org. We'd love you to, to uh, sign up for the Free State Project. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to show support for the Free State Project. And, yeah, and, you know. and be around. I mean, if you're liberty curious, you can always go to Pork <laughs> Fest, which is the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and you can find that at P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And uh, find out more about it. I mean, it's basically a gathering of all kinds of liberty-minded people. And if you haven't been to one before, wow, get ready for your life to change. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds like phantasmagorical, but... It's true. It's a lot of people go to Pork Fest and they're like, I, "This has never happened oh, yeah. to me before." <laughs> it's the uh, it's the Burning Man of the Liberty Order. You, you got to see it at least once, and be warned, you might want to move once you do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Ed in Tennessee. Ed, back on Free Talk Live. How y'all doing? Yep. Hey, uh, you know, most people are killed by somebody they know. Eighty four, eighty five percent of whites are killed by somebody white. Ninety percent to ninety-five percent of blacks killed by somebody black. Sure. And if really if wow. Trayvon would have had a gun, Zimmerman did had a gun, did have a gun. It could have been two murders. But see, the way I look at it, I've never had a gun, and I've been in this pretty brutal situations. If I'd have had a gun, there would have been a guaranteed death. I didn't have a gun. Believe it or not, I got mugged by four black guys. But I still speak up against. <laughs> The yes, racism toward them. Yeah. But I got mugged in a drug deal. <laughs> wow. Isn't that funny? Well, okay. You know, but I anyway, think that they didn't kill me. Most of the times I've heard stories and I, you know, because here's, I don't want, well, while I tend to agree that, um, you know, I've never been in an instance in my life where having a gun or pulling a gun would have been a particularly good thing for me to do. I at the it. same time, I recognize that people have stories where they've shown a weapon in a waistband. Or they've pulled a weapon in a certain circumstance where things have been beneficial. Nobody died. But if you pull it, you have to be prepared to use it. Of co- yeah, I mean, you, if you pull it, you have to be prepared to use it. That's the thing I think a lot of people have trouble with. I mean, it, Well, I think that one of the reasons that they make that statement is if you pull it and you're not prepared to use it, then the other guy might pull his and be prepared to use it. And you never know whether they've got it or not. And another thing you're leaving out, collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Sure. Look yeah. how many kids, and I'll get, you know, it's not a lot, but look how many get shot accidentally in drive-bys due to the insane war on drugs. Yeah. But anyway, hey, step, just the other day I read an article in the L.A. Times. Yeah. Four year, listen to this sad story. It could not happen in my vehicle. This is what I'm trying to say. These four or five kids get in the car, get in the back seat. There's a gun in there. Mm. The five or six, seven-year-old picks the gun up, fires it somehow, and it kills her seven-year-old sister. Oh, no. Impossible Ugh. in my household wow. or my car. And I'm not going to worry about having a gun to so-called defend my... I never have, and I'm 55 years old. You made it that far. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Ed. I know. But at the same I, time, yeah. I wouldn't put a sign out in front of my house that I said... Would. I would. Okay, Mark, I'll challenge you on that. <laughs> I will. Yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't. It's big deal. There's not a lot. Of, hey, I, look it up. How many homes get broken into today, and they come in to kill you? 
Well, not very many, but I don't <laughs> want yeah, I don't particularly want my home broken into when they don't come in to kill me. But are I you going to shoot admit, are you going to shoot a robber? Zenith television isn't I, that I, important. Are you going to gonna shoot a robber though? I mean, like are you prepared to kill somebody I, who just wants to steal from you? I don't know if I I, I, I don't know. know what world we're talking about here. Is this the world where I have a handgun? Yeah. Well, okay. Let me, let me tell you, Mark, in New Hampshire, I looked it up. You're one of the safest states. Yep. I live in Tennessee. Mm. You look it up. Yeah, I couldn't say as to why Tennessee isn't safe, but I can tell you that uh, I'd say that the reasons one of the reasons that burglaries are so low where I live is because everybody's got a gun in their home and burglaries. But is don't that want the it. real reason or is it because no. it's rural and because it's the That's socioeconomic the status? And I don't I'm skeptical that it's. It's all about the guns. Like that book, More Guns, Less Crime, basically what he asserts is that the areas that have more guns have less crime. And there's a lot of confounders in that. I mean, it's like a, confounder. a confounding variable, a variable that that they didn't take into account when they've done that, those studies. So, for instance, a lot of the place, a lot of the places that have hold on a second, a lot of the places that have these gun laws that are more liberal Vermont, Alaska, New Hampshire, they're more rural places, sure. and there's less crime that happens in l- rural places. The socioeconomic status is different of people. The the racial breakdown is different. I mean, so there are lots of things that can, you know... But there are places like California and um, Illinois and New York where they have, they have restrictive gun laws, mm-hmm. and they have plenty of rural places there, too. So, I mean, you can compare rural to rural, and you can compare, compare a metro to metro. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked but at these numbers. But how many metros have liberal gun laws, over this though? Because I didn't, it's not many, my, my no, issue. But how many metros? There, there are no real big cities that have, like, unrestrictive gun laws. I guess I want to go on to the, uh, the next call here. But, Ed, but do you think a person has a right to own a gun? Uh, I think they should if they want to own a gun. But it's just ignorant to me. And you were talking about the people, Mark, involved in the shootings. Most of the time, I just jotted it down while you were talking. It's usually low IQ mental illness, mental retardation, and they've already proven that poverty poisons the brain of the children. You, you, Mark, I don't think Who, who's dumb and poor? I'm sorry, I don't know who's dumb women, and poor, Ed. Some of these women have to go through when they do have children. And the children I have they have violence, no I think is what you're saying, right, Ed. Mark was wondering what you're With saying about hormones. In the woman, because most yeah. of them have no mate. Like I told you, seventy percent of women have no black women have no mate. Yeah, Ed. Mark Ed was no asking money. you, Ed. Can you hear us? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Mark was asking you what about when you said about intelligence and ignorance. What do you, what were you saying about that? I was saying a lot of the murders and uh. shootings that go on are from low IQ individuals. A lot of mental illness, mental mm-hmm. retardation. Like, I was watching the thing the other day, uh, uh, you know, what's it called, True TV. They yeah. had live footage, cameras in there, a guy riding a subway. All of a sudden, a guy walks by, a guy pulls out a hammer and just starts beating him like something you'd see in a horror movie, but it was oh, real. Why sounds like watching this again? That sounds just, awful. He was just a total mental case. And listen yeah. to this one. You can look it up. I wish I could think of his name. He pulled his own eyeball out and ate it. Ugh. And then ate the other one, and he he was confident enough to stand trial. 
and his name, I think, was Andrew oh. Andre Thomas. But there's no real win, Ed. Thanks for the call. There's no real win right. in uh, in in getting that mental incompetence thing because you're just going to go in a different type of prison. Um, yeah. You know, people will often say, "Well, yeah, pleading insanity," and they get off. Get off for what? I mean, no, they're the, going to the be guy, the Hinkley guy who shot uh, Reagan has been yeah. in been in a, a mental home since then. Yeah. It's really no different than prison. Take it from a guy who was in prison for eight and a half years. Yeah, we'll take your call next here on Free Talk Live eight five. Five five four five zero three seven three three, free talk live eight five eight five five four five zero free. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. Check out Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. They're the worst, world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world. No fees and without the needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. It's WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. It's easy to use. BitInstant.com. Let's go. It's Mark and Stephanie. <laughs> Almost forgot, didn't I? No, Let's go we, to... just, we have fun during the breaks in the studio. <laughs> Silly. Let's go to Mark in New York. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? I'm still trying to calm down from the last call. We're taking somebody's eyes out. <laughs> yeah. But the, the sibling that shot the other sibling, um, that was actually a police officer's gun. Him and his wife went to the store. He left his service revolver in the car, and the kid grabbed it. Mm. Oh. That's what that story was. Wow. Yeah, so maybe he, a little kid, more responsibility. Maybe a little more Horrible. responsibility could have gone far than that. Yeah. I have a carrier from it in New York. and, and uh, Is that hard to get? Yeah, that sounds the, unusual. Well, I'm in New York State, don't forget. Is it hard to get? And actually, the county I'm in, I have a restriction on it, but uh, most counties in New York State, you could actually carry concealed. Okay. Okay. Um. The kid that shot that poor baby, um, when he called in, I heard a recording from the police, and he said he was following this kid. He didn't mention he had a gun, and they told him to back off. They should have been more adamant about saying, listen, you got to back off because you're going to be in danger. The kid's on foot. He's not in the car. We'll be there eventually. But he didn't even mention that he had a gun. To me, I've been around cops all my life. I actually worked with them. And this kid's a wannabe. They used to call him rent-a-cops. And he got a little bit of power there, and, and the state he's in, he's able to put that gun in his pocket. But I don't think he understands um, what they call fight or flight. Now, if mm-hmm. you're um, confronted with somebody who's going to attempt to kill you or assault you, you have to make a decision. Either you run or you fight. Right. If you decide to fight, your heart rate goes anywhere from 175 to 185 beats per minute. It's pretty you fast. Three feet in front. You'll never be able to shoot straight. Not You'll unless you've had training. 
Exactly. And, and, and I train and I train and I train, but um, this, it, it, this happened in Jersey about 20 years ago in Bergen County where the cops shot um, a kid in the back running away from, from him, and he had a hoodie on too. Mm. But this is just a rent-a-cop. I'm sorry. He called in. The cops should have been more adamant saying, back off now, because now we're concerned about you. Okay? And he never mentioned he had a gun. If he did, the whole thing would have been done. That kid would have still been walking. Yeah. This is their fashion today, the hoodie thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't think, yeah. you know, the hoodie doesn't indicate anything. I mean, I've got a hoodie. Please don't shoot me. I'm 42 and I got a family. Mm-hmm. 41. What? How old am I? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm 52. I got you guys by a few years. But, <laughs> you know, Sharpton, he's a bum. Uh, Jesse Jackson's a hustler. And I, it's just a shame that there's not anybody in the black community that will actually stand up and really do some good work. I think some of them try to, but I just that these Roy are the guys that the Roy media Ennis goes to. Ago? You remember Roy Ennis years ago? No. No. Oh, him and his son. They, I forgot what it was called. They were terrific. He's the one who was on Geraldo when Geraldo got hit with the chair. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, he was on there. Roy Ennis was great. He he was, you know, he was right there, you know, and uh but there's nobody to stand up for them. Nobody. Yeah. I now Sharpton I feel like, you know, whoever, you know, stands up and wants to have this conversation about race needs to be uncompromising. But at the same exactly. time, they don't need to be self-aggrandizing um, hustlers. And I mean, you know, I, I've got to say that's what it feels like to me. I, you know, I've seen Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. I don't know these guys personally. I have briefly met um, Al Sharpton, you know, like just to say hi, that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, I don't know these guys or anything about them. And it seems like uh, now that now that Al's got his own uh, TV show and stuff like that, oh, yeah. he's not near as verbose and, um, you know, bombastic as he used to be. Now that he's part of the system, he's plugged in, hmm. yeah, you know, a few compromises here and there. You know, when it comes for me, what it comes down to is people should be treated like people. And I know that we're not there yet. And I'm not going to say that I, I don't see race. I think that's a, a foolish thing to you say. You do say you don't have a race, I, I though, choose not uh... to have one. If race is something that someone has to choose for themselves and other people choose for them, I'm going to choose not to have one. But I'm not yeah. going to claim not to be able to see. I certainly know. Yeah, I agree with you that we're, that we're not there yet. You remember, uh, never mind the Tawali, uh, Tawana Brawley thing there, but Al Sharpton was actually the guy who set up John DeLorean. He's the one who bring him the cocaine. Oh, Pretty really? Mm. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Didn't know that either. Yeah, there's pictures out there. Yeah, I'm an old man, I tell you, buddy. I've been around <laughs> this game for a while, and I'm just, uh, it's starting to get old, the movie. You know, it's starting to get real old. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Mark. I understand. Mark. <laughs> we need more cars with gull wings. I got to say, you know, the, the, the DeLorean, it's like... Uh, it's like a milk truck um, underneath that hood, but uh, you know, gull wings. You know, it's really cool. It is cool. I wish they uh, really cool had more of that. But you know, what are you going to do? I've heard that they were going to bring the DeLorean back. I don't know. Maybe maybe people it, it, they can seem to forgive uh, Clinton for not inhaling. They can give forgive uh, Bush for snorting coke. They can forgive Obama for whatever drugs he's done. Why does DeLorean been away for so long? Made a fine car, fine automobile. Stephanie, we were, uh, what subject were we on? We were on. Uh, we were talking about the student, student debt. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to it. Yeah. So, okay. We started this a little while ago. From the Wall Street Journal, student loan debt has topped $1 trillion. And so the typical student debt outstanding appears to have surpassed $1 trillion late last year, said officials at the Consumer the Financial. Uh, oh, excuse me. The total. total Thank okay. you. Thank you, Mark, for clarifying that. Um, <laughs> right. I know the student debt's big, but it ain't one, uh, <laughs> typically $1 trillion. Go ahead. Right. 
uh, said officials at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. I didn't even know they existed. A federal agency created in the wake of the financial crisis. Oh, they're a new one. That would be roughly 16% higher than an estimate earlier this year by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Because I guess nobody really knows what the real number is. Yeah, the total number really doesn't know. really even matter to me. I mean, it's, yeah. it might be great for a news story and that kind of thing. But I really wonder about college and what it's worth to individuals. I feel like people are sold a bill of goods. Yeah. I feel like kids are told, look, you go to, you go to high school. Mm-hmm. And you finish that, you go to college, you finish that, maybe you get yourself a master's or whatever, but you definitely got to go to college. And they go to college, they get this debt, whatever it might be, you know, they, they pick whatever university they pick. Sometimes they, you know, for one, why would you pick a university when you can go to a community college? Some kids want to get away from home. I understand. Mm-hmm. I certainly did. I wanted to get away from all the rules, which frankly were good ones. <laughs> I'd have been a lot better off if I'd have followed them that my mother wanted to, to lay down for me. Well, but you probably want some independence as well, right? A little bit of a chance yeah. to explore. And- I got enough independence in high school, managed to get my butt in prison. Yeah. Um, you know, independence for some, you know, some are better with independence than others. Uh, you know, everybody's got to learn their lessons and however they learn them. And I'm not going to say I'm not, but I just, you know, some kids end up with $100,000 behind the eight ball. Yeah. And they've got a degree in sociology or psychology or, yeah. you know, something that is equally useless. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many just go around and talk to kids. Uh, you know, if you're looking for college, go around and talk to people and who ask have gone them, to college, who yeah. gone to college, ask them what they're doing yeah. and ask them how, not if how their degree has helped them. Yeah. What did you learn in college that was so important that you needed to spend $100,000 in today's dollars on it? And was it worth the debt? Yeah. And, and is I there an that, opportunity for you to go to college? I mean, I think four years in the workplace is probably going to teach you as much and pay you significantly more than going to college. Yeah. Really what it's about is it about application of your personal energy. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, you're going to do it better if you apply yourself to it and if yeah. you care about it. If you and a want lot of people do don't do that in college. You know, they I'd treat it as go, a thirteenth grade, right? <laughs> I'd rather go to work for free in a career that I was interested in than go to college and pay them to tell me nothing. <laughs> 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. Am I off my rocker? Eight five five four five zero free. Free Talk Live, 855-453-free. It's a SACL toll-free call in line, 855-450-3733. And you might, we might be able to sneak in here in the last, the final segment. But I want to tell you about uh, shop.freetalklive.com. Shop.freetalklive.com is a great way for you to do the shopping you'd normally do online. Um, Amazon, for instance, uh, is one of the, the retailers there. Newegg is the other one. But you do your shopping at Amazon that you normally do, and you'll get the same prices, the same service, the same shipping, the same everything you get from Amazon if you go through shop.freetalklive.com. But Free Talk Live, we'll get a cut. We'll get uh, you know a nice little percentage they give us just because you go through shop.freetalklive.com. It's a great way to help Free Talk Live without costing you anything. Shop.freetalklive.com. So – Let's go to the phones and to the fun here. Sam calling from Albertville. Sam, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? 
Hey, uh, yeah, this is David out of Albertville, Alabama. David, all right. You're talking about college and so forth. Everybody wants their children to go to college, give them a shot at a better life, so on. We're I want my kid to have a better life, too. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's uh, there. A lot of times they're four years behind when they come out. But, you know, yep. um, I agree with life experience and so forth. But, you know, I wanted my children to have it, certainly have the opportunity to go to college here in Alabama. Uh, about 20 years ago, they... Uh, the uh, Treasury Department of the state started a program called PACT, P-A-C-T. And the deal is, when your child's born, you start out and you pay uh, my 11-year-old, Savannah. She uh, started her in the program when she was born. And uh, 150 bucks a month, I've been drafting my account. And the Treasury Department uh, takes the money and they invested in the stock market well you know the rest of that story yeah that didn't go well yeah so it was supposed to be able to pay for the college later on yeah well the deal is tax program since you know they they let you go to their state funded colleges if you pay your tax premium Mm -hmm. uh, in our case is 150 dollars a month until your child graduates high school then anytime after high school your child can enter one of the state uh uh, colleges such as Alabama, Auburn, et cetera, and they can they can attend college for four years with uh, the tuitions already been prepaid by your packed premiums. So that kind of so obligates anyway. your child to go to a college. I mean, a state college, right? Yeah, that, that's the deal. See, it's a state program packed. Yeah. If you if you pay your premiums, then then that covers all the tuition. That all their tuitions covered. Already by your premiums you paid in the past since they were born, uh, mm-hmm. when they graduated high school, you stop paying, and they start they can enter uh, college and uh, take a full load every semester until they achieve a four year degree. Do they have yeah. to take the full load, and do they have to go immediately after high school? Uh, yeah, there's some technicalities or whatever, but okay. uh, it's pretty. You know, they they got plenty of leeway. You know, where it's a fair deal. Okay. Anyway, um, so, so here's the here's the reason I called in about it. Uh, okay, it's uh, the they they did a contract with us. All the people in Alabama, there's thirty nine thousand plus members that have paid in for their children to go into the PAC program so they can go to college. Right. So after they graduate, you don't have to worry about the tuition. Right. It's already covered. You paid the. Uh, uh, you paid into the PAC program, which right. the state owns and controls. So what part did you call in? One of the state-funded colleges. Well, now that's blown up. And they're like, oh, no, well, mm. we, you know, we can't do this. Really? The, uh, wow. The so they broke their PAC, huh? Stock market. Yeah, they broke the PAC. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. broken, whatever oh, you want to call no. it. Don't trust but, the government. Uh, that's the lesson, huh? Well, we've been, uh, we've been back and forth in court, and they came up in a, in oh. a lower, uh, lower court said that, well, they're going to allow them to, uh, well, they closed the program. No one knew can get in it. Mm-hmm. But the old people that join and have contracts, they're still taking our money. And the lower court uh, about two years ago said, well, uh, here's the agreement. Uh, we're going to, a judge said, uh, we'll stop, uh, we'll let everyone enter college, but we're only going to pay we're only going to let that pay or cover your PAC premiums. are only going to cover tuition at tuition rates in 2010. And then all the 
uh, other people that were in it will have to reach in their pocket and make up the difference whatever time the that stinks. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, that really okay. stinks. Yeah, it, uh, excuse yeah, me, David. If you uh, go ahead. Okay, one more thing. Uh, recent development came out in the paper last week. Well, uh, the Supreme Court and Alice, some, some of the members got together and and uh, challenged it in court, and it went all the way to the Supreme Court of Alabama. And the Supreme Court ruling was, no, they said that stinks too. And they said, no, you're going to have to pay. Uh, that would be a breach of contract. You're going to have to. Their are tuitions covered when they enter college. They get to go and not pay. Okay. And, the, the uh, you know, we all cheered and thought Thank that goodness. was great. Yeah. And what it should be. But the attorney for the state of Alabama's uh, comment was, well, uh, that's gonna that's gonna uh, break. That's gonna uh, you know use the fund up, uh, and we're not gonna be able uh, to sustain that's all right. the members. Wow, you, you know, ruined for it time. for everybody, <laughs> David. <laughs> They're blaming yeah. you guys for ruining it for everybody. And if it, they do that with yeah. the, something like the pact thing, I mean, how bad are they with people's pensions? You know that they promised. Right. It's the I exact mean, same you know, this thing. Is, this is what all so right. many people trust these folks. Well, David, here, I've here, got to take here, other here, calls, here, but I appreciate you calling in. Yep. Let me know um, if you hear anything more about this. I, I appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Brett in Asheville. Brett, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Thanks, guys. Listen, uh, you know, that guy from Tennessee that called in, he said, you know, all oh, this couldn't happen to me. Uh, talking about the gun and the car and the child and all that. You know what? That's a tragedy. It's horrible. Sure. But you know what? That doctor who uh, had his wife abducted, and they drug her around to ATMs. They raped and murdered his two young daughters. Then they raped her. Then they burned the house down around them while he was tied up in the basement. He barely got out alive. Mm -hmm. I bet you he would have traded everything he had, including his life, for a handgun at that point. Because I bet you he never thought this could happen to me. Well, there I are sick people one, out there. I, I agree with you completely. He Brett, would have had to my, be able to get to the handgun and know how to use it. That's my biggest concern. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know that? Well, you never know. And that's the, but that's the thing is that usually it's difficult. And I'm not saying. Look, I think that everybody has the right to arm themselves. Yeah. But and, you know, I want to make that a hundred percent clear. But at the same time. I know that you know the, the the criminal has the element of surprise, and mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if he's got if he wants to kill me, and it doesn't matter whether he's got a steak knife. He's going to take me out. I, I could have an AR-15 slit my throat before I can do anything. If you've got the element of surprise, and that's what they get. You know, if you if you've got a gun, you've got to keep it safe. I've got a four year old. I can't just leave this thing under my pillow yep. or put it in a in a bed uh, holster right there where I can pull it. I've got to be concerned with things. I so, agree with you. Trigger I lock. You. I have a son myself. Yeah, and so but, I've got to. And, I, and I'm very, I'm very, very careful about how I do things. But I'm going to tell you right quick, man. You know, guns cause crime like flies cause garbage. Sure. These people need to grow up. If if cars are are, are the are the problem with drunk driving, then let's do away with the cars. I, I don't. Mean, I don't think that's what Ed was arguing, stupid. though. Honestly, I don't think that's what he no, was that, saying. That's exactly his argument. It's the same thing. No, he was just saying that the accidental things can't happen if there are no gun. I mean, if he chooses not to have a gun, he's not saying that the gun caused the accident, but, you know. Well, maybe if the guy hadn't had a car, then, you know, the, they would have never been in the car. Then it would have never happened. This whole, this the word if, 
if is a stupid word if you're going to use it to try and explain away bad things. So you, so you here's really want to... Here's what my concern is on, on guns and kids. My concern is people that have guns that don't teach their kids. My dad had a gun, a rifle in the closet the whole time I was growing up. I never, and I was not a good kid, never considered for a moment going in there and touching daddy's rifle. Not even for a moment. I had my own BB gun. I knew what it was like to use one. That was his, and I didn't touch it, and I was taught never to. Yeah, we went out and shot, and he you know, he would take me out and everything. I never even considered touching his gun because I was raised around it. I was familiar with it. My concern is for, for people that have guns and don't teach their kids about guns and gun safety and the importance of these things. So I think you've got to do one or the other. You've either got to be – Well, get, look, you know – the Eddie Eagle program that, that the NRA has out there is great about you know teaching kids. You see a gun, don't touch it. Tell somebody. Tell an adult. Uh, they're very clear on how to handle these things. Uh, you know, tragedies are going to happen. I don't care what inanimate object is laying around. Tragedies happen. You know that one guy from Tennessee once again. He brought up something about somebody with a hammer. All right, so what do we do? We got to you got to fill out a form to get a hammer now to see if no. He said it was mental illness that was driving that. Right. The exactly, guy. exactly. We're out of so time. Thanks for the call, Brett. This yeah. has been Free Talk Live. Check out freetalklive.com. It's been Mark and Stephanie. 